Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 542, air date March 18th, 2020. Okay, guys, we're good. Five, four, three, two, one. Made in America, heard round the world. You're listening to Blunt Force Truth. I'm Chuck Woolery, along with my co-host, Mark Young. And uh, we have a guest today, which I'm very excited about. He's been a guest on our show before. Yeah, we absolutely, Chuck. We have none other than Dr. Shiva Ayadora, or as, or as Rush Limbaugh says, Ayadore. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but you, yeah, you brought us big time, my day. friend. I was listening to Rush that day when he uh, uh, started talking about you. And I thought, wow, I know that guy. Wait a minute. So let me ask you something right off the top. Okay, you know, we've... We can go over credentials and everything. Uh, you know, she has got you. You've got a PhD in uh, bioscience from from MIT. You got PhDs coming out your ears, so you're a highly qualified guy. Shiva's uh, PhDs have PhDs. Uh, is it right? Exactly. So you're <laughs> unquestionably a very highly qualified uh, biological engineer. So. Let me ask you something. Everybody is going absolutely insane today. And I understand why, because the media is driving this to a point where it's so uncertain and people are afraid to you know, touch anything, to talk to anybody, self-quarantine, businesses are shutting down right and left. Uh, it's, you know, nobody can, I, I guess you you know what, today is a beautiful day in the hill country of Texas and the blue bonnets are coming up and the Indian paintbrushes. Get in your car and drive out here and look at those. At least that's something you can do. But by and large, we have shut down or asked people to shut down America. What What's going on? Chuck, what's going on is you have people who are basically executing a health policy that precedes a balanced understanding of economic policy. Uh, that's what's going on. We've given way too much power to Anthony Fauci and the CDC who frankly do not have the same interests, in my view, if you look at their history, of the long-term interests of this economy. Look, if you look at things from a systems perspective, which is the way we should be looking at it, right? These are two complex systems, the human body, the immune system, and the economic system, two different systems. And um, if we wanna modulate that in the modern world where four billion people travel, right? Four billion people travel today, uh, four times more than we used to travel at the time of SARS, we have to recognize turning off everything is like a very dumb solution. It's like one size fits all solution. And that's but what- that's government. That's typical government solution. Right, but it actually has other implications and I wanna share with you because I've been thinking about this. Look, I study the immune system. You know, Mark will tell you, this is, this is the focus of my PhD work. The immune, it's a focus of my work for many years. The immune system, most MDs, most guys, very few people really understand the system's approach to, to immunity because the immune system is a complex engineering system. It's not just a bunch of chemicals running around. It's an engineering system. The understanding of the immune system that we had back in, let's say, for example, in 1962 when the national vaccine program was implemented by John Kennedy is very different than the understanding of the immune system we know today. The understanding of the immune system we had then was really a two box model, right? Where you had the innate and the adaptive and that was it. 
And the idea was we give everyone vaccines and voila, we're in great shape, okay? And the, understand, okay. and the understanding of that model of the immune system was based on the notion that, that, um, that the virus kills and harms you. This is like the narrative that we need to bust up. The virus and the, the virus is not what hurts you, okay? It is what evil. is? What's that? Yeah, good question. So now we can have a real discussion. And, and Fauci, in my view, is basically playing a card on this because he is basing this on ignorance and suppressing real science. All right, let me tell you what... So wait a minute, hang on. This is a headline. You're saying that Fauci, I, who's with the CDC and the government, who's, who's leading everyone, all the mainstream media, everybody in America, has got all the wrong information. Not only does he have the wrong information, but he has a history of participating in a science that has not, that has been, uh, that has suffocated real science. Let me give you an, an understanding. Back in, uh, in the 80s, you remember AIDS, HIV and AIDS? Do you remember Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. What was the narrative on that? What was the narrative? HIV causes AIDS, right? Yeah. All right. A very famous uh, retrovirologist, and you can look him up, Peter Duisberg. Uh, got tenure at Berkeley at the age of 39, you know, uh, brought into the National Academy of Sciences, one of the youngest guys. Duisberg came out and he said, this, told, this stuff is nonsense, okay? They essentially... Uh, uh, this, is the first, this is the first time I've heard this. Well, you should hear it because it's time, we have, it's, it, it's time we have a real discussion about immunity and what's going on. Is that when, you, when people looked at the first 87 AIDS cases, okay... 90% of, so the theory was, you have HIV, you're going to get AIDS, right? This was really the narrative that was brought out out there. And right. this narrative was promoted. And then we created all these drugs, all this stuff, the hype got created. Duisburg, in 1993, um, uh, Duisburg wrote a book called, the, uh, a number of articles. And he basically said, look, and he said, and by the way, he was nominated for the Nobel Prize. He's not a small, you know, guy. I mean, you look at his, this guy is eminent, okay? And he said the entire entire model of the uh, of uh, what Peter said was the entire model that was being used to promote vaccines. I mean, I mean the the HIV causing uh, AIDS was based on saying that this virus uh, attacked the immune system. You remember this? Like this was such a powerful yes. virus it was it was destroying the immune system. Well, it turns out when you look at the first eighty seven AIDS cases, somewhere about that number. Um, 90% of the people who had AIDS were taking amyl nitrates. There's 200 papers that were written because gays were for prolonging orgasms. Yeah, and let me stop you right there, yeah. folks. Just what he's talking about is something that I believe in, in random they're called poppers. Right. And basically what it are is little bottles of uh, copy machine cleaning fluid. Right. And it, and it gives people a little temporary high by causing some cellular brain damage. Mm -hmm and prolongs the feeling of an orgasm. Right. Go ahead. So, so thanks, Mark. It was excellent. You shared that. Look, so what, what has actually happened was that the narrative was that, you know, people had HIV, therefore that they got AIDS. By the way, nearly 60% of Zambia, okay, has HIV. People aren't dying like crazy. There's no epidemic there. However, so when, at that time, Duisburg also said there's not one paper not one paper was written, and this is just a f showing HIV causes AIDS, okay? Now, when he did this, it was like a huge th thing that he's going against the narrative, and by the way, it was a problematic to the existing scientific establishment because he was such an eminent scientist, Chuck. 
But the de- well, so nobody talks about HIV and AIDS hardly at all today. Exactly. I mean, there no because it was on it. There no, you know, like there used to be. Right, because of, because the BS was shown. Uh, you know, my sister's an MD. After I went through Deuce Burke's work, I had a big argument with my sister's early 90s. I said, look, HIV doesn't cause AIDS. And she started calling me all sorts of names. Even my sister, trained out of Harvard, says, you know what? You're right. It's AIDS-related diseases. Now, what is AIDS? It's suppression of the immune system, right? It's not. It, it's acquired immune deficiency. It's your T-cell count, Chuck, goes below a certain level. You follow what I'm saying? So let's just call AIDS a suppression of the immune system. Well, if your immune system is suppressed, you end up having all sorts of viruses in your body. All sorts of things. You mentioned something about taking these amyl nitrates. Is that what you said? Yeah, 200 papers are written showing that. What has that that got to do with everything? Well, what we want to talk about is you have an immune system, okay? We're all born with an immune system. When you get a virus, by the way, you have 380 trillion viruses in your body right now. We have about 60 trillion bacteria, 6 trillion cells. We're not all dying here. We would not exist if the immune system hadn't evolved to be able to have a very complex system of defense mechanisms, all right? So when you get a virus for the normal individual, what happens is the virus comes in, your innate system kicks in, your interferon system, your adaptive system. And by the way, I gave this talk at the National Science Foundation about three, four months ago. And it, I saw you repeat it on YouTube, I, I, or I guess it was YouTube anyway. I got the, uh, right. saw this. Right, so, so if everyone wants to go see this, so, so in the normal case, your immune system works, you know, the virus, uh, you know, your body doesn't overreact. The people who are getting affected, who die from a virus or harm, is an overreactive immune system. Does that make sense? It's not the virus is killing you, it's your own immune system freaks out. And it says, oh, because it's T cells or it's, uh, it's adaptive or innate systems have been compromised, immunocompromised, right? And therefore, your body is trying to protect itself so it unleashes other things, what are called cytokines. Those cytokines go and attack based on where the, 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 the protein of that virus goes sheds, it goes and attacks those pieces. So in the case of Ebola, it goes and attacks your arterial endothelial cells. You start bleeding inside and out. In the case of coronavirus, it attacks your epithelial cells because the protein of the virus goes and deposits there. But it's your overreactive, dysfunctional immune system attacking you. Is that clear? It's not the virus. It's people whose immune systems are compromised. Okay. Well, the virus is causing your immune system to attack you. Well, the virus causes an immune reaction. You're absolutely right. Let's follow this through. The right in a normal individual, you may have some slight fever, etc., and your innate system kick adapt, and then you're done. In the immu- in the immunocompromised individual, okay, is those people. That's why I look at the average. What is the average age of people who are dying? of the coronavirus in the United States, people over 80. Well, what happens when you go over 80 years old? Two things happen, Chuck. One of the things that happens is, I mean, there's many things, but let me tell you two particular things. Your thyroid gets weaker. When your thyroid- Right, it involutes by the time you're 40. Exactly, we talked about, so your, your, thi- uh, uh, your thyroid gets weaker, and when your thyroid gets weaker, what does that do, okay? Your body doesn't produce enough vitamin A. Well, so vitamin- when we talk about T cells also, Chuck, just so you understand, the T in T cell is thymus. Thymus, exactly. And the thymus gland involutes by the time you're 40. Involute means it actually turns to fat. And then what happens is 
you have about 20 years of T cells left in your body. So if you look at a graph of the immune system, by the time you're 63, your immune system, a doctor can speak to this, your immune system goes off a cliff. Exactly. On average at the age of 63. So, so that is why as people age, Chuck, they are more prone to viruses, right? Because, okay. because they're, uh, in that case, in the case of the thymus and the case of vitamin A production drops. Vitamin A, by the way, is not a vitamin, it's a hormone, okay? It supports multiple subsystems. It creates, if you want to put it simply, the wall around your cells, okay? Okay. Uh, the structural integrity around your cells, not the cell wall, but other structures which protect you from viruses. If you don't get enough vitamin D, right, you don't produce proper uh, way to modulate that overreactive immune system. The other, I have to take, I take prescription vitamin D. Exactly. The I other, mean, I, it's, it's a huge amount. It, it's good. But it's, so, so it, I mean, as you age, right, and vitamin D, by the way, is a hormone. The other important piece is, so I've talked about the thyroid. The other piece is as you age, your acid levels go down. Hydrochloric levels go down. Acid. You know what likes acid? Acidophilus. Bacteria. Acid phyllis. Phil is likes acid. So your microbiome... It's like a biology class. I know, but that's the problem is you have a guy like Fauci who has other interests. I'm sorry. And he needs to he needs to be called to the table. He is driving a freaking health policy in the, in the entire country to shut down the entire economy. That is not the way to do this. We don't need to do that. Well, we should... Well, let me ask you, this would be a very interesting conversation to get. We have your perspective on what you believe it is and how you believe it as a, as a biological engineer, what, what do you think is going on? How, how would you approach this? Very simple. This is what we need to do. We're in the age of precision and personalized medicine. One size doesn't fit all. The way to approach this, Chuck, is we need to look at this as a systems problem, right? Not everyone is immunocompromised. If we want to do quarantining, then we should take all the elderly people who are immunocompromised. We should check vitamin A levels, by the way. Everyone should have their vitamin A level checked right now, which is insane that's not happening. Anyone who's elderly should be put on vitamin C and IV glutathione therapy if this is such a big issue. And I don't see any of that happening. What I see Absolutely. is... Absolutely. Think about how easy it would be to give people a liposomal glutathione. Exactly. And help protect them. Right. It's Insta nothing but a capsule, Chuck. It's a capsule. Instead, what Fauci's out there doing, if you look at his history, in 86, he was there when the National Vaccine Injury Program was created to absolve vaccine manufacturers from liability. He's been through every president, like a Brzezinski or a Kissinger. And you have a guy who has way too much power, and he's advising a president who is not getting other advice because you have the CDC and Fauci who are all about vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. Why? Pharmaceutical companies are losing money, Chuck. The pharmaceutical model of a synthetic drug is, is high risk. You know, $5 billion to create high liability, you can sue them. Vaccines, you can't sue a vaccine manufacturer. Did you know that? No. Exactly. That. So what happened they're, is 19... They're immune from it. 19... So the thing, there's a fine line here that we have to be very careful that this doesn't sound like some kind of wild-eyed approach. Because you know when you go against when you go against the conventional wisdom, which is never conventional and never wise, you always get this kind of people look at you and go, no, you're crazy. Well, well, so far well, well the, the, thing, the issue is let Mr. Fau Dr. Fauci come on and let's have a conversation about, because this, what I'm saying, you, people should go look at Peter's work, Duisburg's, okay? 
Peter's an eminent uh, immunologist and retrovirologist. He's talked about this when it came to AIDS. They shut him down. Okay. So, so what, Trump has basically been isolated by his own government. Trump is Trump could handle uh, Russian collusion. You know, he's a fighter. He could handle impeachment, but they couldn't get him on that. Now, what they've done is they put Pence out there. If you see Pence is to me, Pence looks like he's running the freaking government right now. Okay, and you have Fauci, his is, is is basically master, and Fauci reports to the pharma lobby. The big ag lobby, and I'm not. I don't even think this is conspiracy. Just people should look at it. It's the, just how business is done. In it's Washington, how business right? is done, and the bottom line here is that look, I, all I can tell you, I have had conversations with some extremely smart people who are leading economists, and they have said, Shiva, we are being asked to clean up the the garbage by printing money. On, to create an economic policy on a health policy that we're not able to argue and convince a president on, okay? Because we're not scientists. So the reason I'm doing these videos and getting this out there is you have a health policy that at best is based on 100-year-old uh, uh, outdated science or frankly a fake science. And Fauci was fr friends with Robert Gallo whose work was not proven to be correct and inaccurate with the HIV AIDS with HIV attacking the immune system. This is a longer conversation. My bo the bottom line is that the real solution in the modern world is if you truly care about this country, we're headed into a grand depression the way we're going. No, there it's, are not, it's not looking good. I'm telling you, these we're guys being are driven into it. We're being driven into it by an emperor Fauci. I'm sorry to say he's done a great PR job, but he is driving the health policy. He is leading the health policy when what 56 people have died. I'm sorry. 18,000 people died on H1N1. Okay. Is there is there anyone uh, like a coalition that you have of other guys who and women who understand this that, that could, you know, lobby the president in some way or well, you can't it, lobby the CDC. There's no we, way. We can't look. The CDC has a revolving door. Look at who they are. The entire goal here. Let me tell you where this is going. If we let this get away, where this is going is the Chinese model, authoritarian rule. That's where this is going, Chuck. Oh, is you can that, see it. Uh, is that we will come to your house, Mr. Woolery, and you're going to get vaccines, okay? Because this fear, just like what we did with the Patriot Act, first terrorism was used, right? And we really went after, and the NSA started watching us. The next move, and this is Chinese model 101. We're letting the Chinese philosophy infiltrate all of our regulatory systems, right? We're nationalized, we've national, essentially nationalized our banks in some sense. You look at our transportation system, you look at our, all these systems, we're following some fear, then regulate, regulate, regulate. And, and the last piece of regulation they want to do is healthcare. healthcare. So centralized healthcare, top down. What better way to scare the hell out of everyone? Say, hey, do you want another economic collapse? Everyone must get the flu shot. And by the way, vaccines are highly profitable for pharma companies, super profitable. No liability. You can't sue vaccine manufacturers. That's what the 1986 bill pushed by Ted Kennedy did. So John Kennedy passed the Vaccination Act of 1962. I believe he did it with sincerity, it, but it was based on nascent science of the understanding of the immune system. By 1986, a lot of people were getting vaccine injuries, okay? And be, because of that, 
They, cre- they wanted to protect the liability, the pharma lobby, and they created a vaccine court, Doug, under HHS. Okay? You don't sue the vaccine manufacturer. You sue them, and the liability if someone dies is only $250,000. So what we have, and that movement, when you talk about mothers, were, was growing in this country. In fact, there was a big win in New Jersey where we stopped them in their tracks. Six days later, coronavirus. I'm not going to connect the dots directly, but what I'm trying to tell you is that we are heading in this country, you know, where we think we can print money. The money goes to China. China's holding our dollars. A, a nice crash. China buys the assets of this company out of bankruptcy. And we have, I mean, China's already bought all the AMC theaters, right? China owns a lot of right. Hollywood. So look, Hollywood. Look, look at what's really going on. at. But a look bro- at, I mean, when you really stop and think about it, all you hear from MSNBC, CNN, uh, I don't know whether on Fox or not, WAPO, New York Times, is how racist this is to call it the China virus. Yeah. I mean, that, that's right out of China. That's like propaganda for them. Yeah. Of course it's a China Wuhan virus. It's where it came from. That's how we identify it. But in today's world, they're more worried about being considering us racist than they are about our health. It's well, insane. Yeah, Identity it, politics attached to a disease state. Exactly. Exactly. What what has happened right now is really unfortunate because if the government and the CDC and Fauci cared about health, let us have a discourse on health. Fine. If there's an infectious disease, we know from the history of infectious disease, uh, Chuck and, and, and Mark, 98% of infectious diseases were wiped out. In, you know, if you look at the 1900s, I've, I don't know if you've seen, I've shared this number, 14 out of 100,000 people, that was a rate of infectious disease in 1900. It dropped down by the 1950s to half a person out of 100,000. How did that occur? It occurred plumbing, <laughs> plumbing sanitation, vitamin A, nutrition, refrigeration. The plumber and the sanitation worker did far more for bringing down infectious diseases than the doctor and the pharmacist. I've never never heard that before. That's the truth. You go look at the, and then we created vaccines. And that, and by the time vaccines were created, 98% of measles was already wiped out. Fact, okay? Plumbing plumbing did more to help the health of this nation, Chuck, than any any medical breakthrough has ever done. Exactly. Because it was the, the process of getting humans away from living next to their waste. Exactly. So, so when you look at the immune system, so the Romans were really far ahead of us, weren't they? Well, but the problem was they used leaded pipes. You know, it was a different issue. So it affected them a different way. Today, Chuck, we have a different infrastructure problem in this country, and they really lawyer lobbyist class are unable to address this because of their corruption. We have dirty air, dirty water, and dirty food. Okay. Now let me let me throw some in here, Shiva. Yeah. This this plumbing issue that we just brought up, Chuck, is the reason that you're seeing you're seeing. Uh, illnesses, you're seeing disease states that have been wiped out for 50 and 100 years show back up on the streets of L.A. and San oh, yeah, Francisco. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. You have people shitting out there, right? I mean, it, some of the stuff looks like when I was growing up in India in a village or you'd walk down a street in Bombay and you people, this is what's going on. So what we've done is Massachusetts, by, by way of example, got an F minus minus in infrastructure, by the, not by any random group, but, but by the American Society of Civil Engineers. 123 out of 350 crumbling bridges and let me tell you why these don't are bad because they seep into the aquifer aquifers right you have 20 plus year old water systems this is where mit is chuck think about it and massachusetts got rated the highest top 10 highest in corruption so these freaking guys 
cannot solve these problems because they're so corrupt. So they create fake problems and fake solutions and they have us all freaking quarantined and they're crashing the economy. That's what's going on. So I, I hate to break the news, but this you know, is not conspiracy I, anymore. This is real. I kind of, I've kind of been saying this, you know, uh, from the opening bell on Twitter and places like that. And boy, I just got slammed. Well, there's nothing. There, there's nothing to be. I mean, I haven't said it with the scientific uh, research and things that you have at your disposal, but uh, it's time. It's time we talk about this because we're taking this country into the dark ages. That's where we're going into an authoritarian, fascist state like China. We are going to become. We're going to become a colony of China. I'm telling you. I don't mean this in any hyperbole. China has so much of their dollars. They own so much of our debt. They are. <laughs> Made in China, the coronavirus process scare model that that's been manufactured, and we're exporting it here. It's a product. Now, now let me add something to what Shiva just said there, Chuck. That you also probably don't know. When you look at the infrastructure in this country, and when I say the infrastructure, I'm talking about the water supply right. and the sewage. The average water supply system in this country is over 100 years old now. Right. Those water pipes. Some of the believe it or not, some cities still have wooden water supply mains. They have people probably don't know that. They have lead water supply mains. They have old cast iron water supply mains. The amount of debris that gets into our water and the amount of water that seeps out of our system. When we're talking about people you hear the government talk about in the, the left talk about uh, a shortage of, of drinking water. We're seeping enough drinking water into the ground by leaking pipes every day to supply the country. Yeah. So, so what you really have is, uh, you know, the fundamental issue, Chuck, is the infrastructure is what really brings health. Infrastructure, clean water, clean air, clean food, and people putting right things in their mouth and on top of them, right? That's, let's just okay. go to 101. Now, we've compromised the immune system in this country. 54% of kids have autoimmune disorders right now. I didn't see an emergency being called then. 30% obesity rates. Where's the emergency for that? But when this thing hits, oh my God, we got to shut down. And why? What's the agenda? The agenda is top-down medicine, top-down socialized medicine. That's where we're going to. This fear is going to be used. What's going to happen next year? They're going to tell you, Chuck, I got to give you a shot. I got to give you 10 shots, Chuck. That's where this is going. It's going so, to mandated medicine. Let me ask you another question. Yeah. One of the things I'm concerned with is we've now gone to, and, and I'm not telling people to not wash their hands. You should wash your hands right now. You can use some That's all basic stuff. good things. Yeah, that's everyone should be doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now we've gone to this mass hysteria of antimicrobial and hand sanitizers. Right, right. Which, which I believe is now in the future going to exacerbate things like peanut allergies, and it's going to create more super bugs that we're not going to be able to know how to deal with. What is your feeling on that? Look, all I can tell you is when I grew up, you know, in India and here, you know, growing up in New Jersey, the thing was you're supposed to play in the dirt, man. You're not supposed to be so clean. Exactly. Nobody Look, had a peanut allergy. No one had it. You, an interesting study. The it, 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 now this is, I don't have the exact numbers, but they took three groups of families, kids with dogs, without dogs and with the dogs, the dogs who went in and out of the house in dirt and the dogs who just stayed in the house. A massively high percentage of the kids, I think about 70% had less ear infections when the, with the dogs going in and out, okay? 
the dirt and all the stuff we're supposed to experience the immune system. Look, you could have two types of systems, right? The goal of a system is to be resilient. Imagine if you just sat in your home all day, never worked out, you, your muscles would atrophy and be flat. We have been led to believe that we need to sanitize everything. It's nonsense. Except our speech. Exactly. And this is being done by an industry which is looking at the almighty dollar, okay? Do you know, you know, one of the things I do, Chuck, is we have this thing called Clean Food Certified where we created the seal for clean food. Yes. Um, you know, clean. Uh, I mean, I did it as a, as a part of our research. It's it's out there. One of the women I was talking to, a very small uh, local farmer woman who makes her own jams in Texas was saying, Shiva, do you know that I have to add a certain amount of sugar to be called a jam and a jelly? I go, really? I go, what's that? She goes, the FDA ruled that you have to have at least 40% sugar to be called a jam and a jelly. Think about that. Really? Yes. So you need to poison the food to qualify. Exactly. Now, who who passed that law, okay? What we're looking at is the chickens are coming home to roost in this country in a horrible way, which is our health. And the politicians do not know how to solve it. And right now, you have a guy like Anthony Fauci who is controlling the entire narrative on this. And no one, no one dare talk to him because the entire academic establishment in this country is owned and paid for. They're the oldest profession right now. And no one will challenge him because of the amount of grant funding they will probably lose. And that's what's going on, Chuck. We're in a very, very... It's money. It's yeah, freaking money. It's money. It's, it's all, money. It's, money so, power. So, so, so uh, the sol sol solution is people need to wake up and look at the videos I'm sharing. I'm trying to make these accessible to say, look, the immune system is your system. Start taking... So what would you suggest we do? I mean, look, here's, here's where I am today. I was going to go into a restaurant today and, and my... My other half looked at me and she said, don't do it. I mean, it's too risky. Just don't do it. <laughs> and I, because I'm seven, I just literally this week turned 79. Yeah. And, and, you, and by the way, you are in the prime demographic because your immune system has declined. Right. So, so, so you, anyway. I'm but, but, but knowing that, Chuck, you can make a decision now. Okay. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, and yeah, and, and, and all, here, I'm just trying to say where we've been led, what we've been led to believe by our media, by our our politicians, by other doctors out there, and this guy Fauci uh, included, is that we can't really be within five feet of anybody, six feet of anybody, so it's distancing. We can't touch surface, surfaces because we're going to pick it up. We can't sneeze. We can't cough. We can't rub shoulders. We can't, in other words, we're ostracizing ourselves from society, you know, just because we're afraid we're going to catch this virus. And all of this has occurred within one week. The is level that true? What I'm saying to you is, do well, you believe that, that model? Okay, let me ask you a question. How many viruses do you have inside your body right now? You have about 380 trillion viruses, okay? By the time I shake your hand, you know how many viruses I pass on to you? Or if, 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 you know, we are passing around viruses all day long. Okay. So you're saying that they're, they're just as dangerous as the ones what, that we're talking about now? That's the point, Chuck. If, if, if you didn't have bacteria in your body, you wouldn't be alive. No, no, no. I understand No, no. That. What, I, what, I'm what I'm saying is how many people died in Wuhan? Yeah, I don't know. They're in a, what, a couple thousand? A couple thousand. What's the population of Wuhan? 11 million. How many people died from the H1N1 when, Trump, when Obama was there? Okay. thousand, I think. Uh, 18,000. 61, 61 million people got infected. 300,000 people worldwide. Where was all of this 
pandemic. Okay. Well, I've you know I've said that a thousand times. Right, it's right. Like, so, so it's manufactured. What it is? What it, it's it is. It's a manufactured fear, and the issue is. Why now do you care? You know, I had a very good mentor. I said, when, people, when things don't add up, what is the actual agenda? And that's what I've been losing a lot of sleepless nights over. And the epiphany I had is, it's pretty obvious. The agenda is that if you look at the trend in this country, everything is becoming state controlled. Everything. And the, this is a beautiful opportunity for the state to centralize healthcare and tell you how much you should stand away from someone we know better than you. You don't think people can figure this stuff out? I think people can figure, especially in a free country. But if if this country is going to b- become moving to a you know a Chinese type model, then we are entering behaviorally as well as medically in all ways a controlled society. And is I that the most interesting thing was the minute this thing came out, Hong Kong protests stopped. Exactly. And did you know this, Chuck? Do you know what was going on in Wuhan? And I started researching the six months before the coronavirus hit. Wuhan, that city where it came out. The most militant, powerful, tens of thousands of people on the street protesting in China where you can get shot and thrown in jail. You know for what? For pollution, anti-pollution protests. People of China are people like us. They're everyday people who are treated in a very horrible way by the centralized government. The amount of garbage in China is explosively growing and they're building these mass incinerator plants. In Wuhan, in June, they were going to build a mass plant and people came out and said, no way, we don't want to poison our kids. And they were brutally treated by the police. Eventually, the protest got, as I could conjecture, got so big that they, they decided to stop that incinerator plant. Now, but they had dissidents there, just like in Hong Kong. What better way to use a virus to suppress dissent? What better way? I, I believe this mark doesn't, but I believe I think I think China did this on purpose. I think it's very. Positive. It may have been China and our government, the deep state. Don't put it past that. Really? Yeah, Are because you we serious? also we also suppress. You think that we may have been complicit in that? Uh, well, you know what? What better That's... way? Everyone, look, the medical industry. As I get back, big pharma is losing. I mean, my, I know the government wants to control us, but boy, well, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about a deep state. Okay, no, I, a cabal. No, no. We're talking well, about Obama. Really, well. We're talking about the Clintons. Uh, the Clinton Global Initiative loves vaccines. They want to vaccinate the the Gates Foundation. Their model is we know better. Right now, Chuck, thirty vaccines are on the CDC guidelines. Seventy doses for a kid. People are getting vaccine injured. We don't even understand the combinations. And I'm not pro or anti-vax, and I'm not saying don't give vaccines, but your body is different than mine. A child's body is different. Friends of mine, hepatitis 1B vaccine at day one. This doesn't make any sense because big pharma is losing money from from pharmaceuticals. Their future is low liability, low risk vaccines. And that's- I find it interesting that we accept vaccines and we accept the fact that there will be ab reactions to them and that there's going to be people that get sick and die because it's for the good of the group. Exactly. This collective model. Be, right. So we, we focus on the collective. We accept the collateral damage. But now we're destroying our economy. Exactly. Because we can't have any collateral damage. Right. Exactly. We're doing the exact opposite. That's what I'm trying to say. So you, you, so the issue is, you know, when I was, remember I told you I built this email system when I was a kid. When I was building that, my mentor said, Shiva, you can write code, you know, because, you know, you look at what the user needs. 
And I said, well, you know, sometimes we'd have to make a decision. Well, should we write this block of code for this incident that may occur once in a billion years, right? That an asteroid hitting. This is a this is a engineering decision. This is a practical decision. Now, do we build cars, Chuck and Mark, ten billion, you know, ten million dollar cars that no accidents will ever take place? No, we don't do that. We could, but we don't do that because of the cost, because it will destroy an economy. Now, what we're doing right now is we're seeing a policy, a health policy led by one person. It is a suicidal health policy to destroy the economic health of a country. And what it, I worry about on this, Shiva, let me get you, you for this up. collective thing you're talking about. One of the things that, that I'm concerned with is it's the nature of Americans to give up their freedom in times of war and emergency. This is what we're. This is what's happening. We're seeing fascism roll out right before our eyes, and it's when it occurs like this when people say, "Well, I guess I got to do it." This is when it's yeah, the most dangerous. But we don't get those freedoms back. Right. Hey, listen, we're Zach, still living with stuff from FDR. We're still going to put this Patriot Act. I'm going to put this very simply, and I said this the other day, and I think it's significant, although it's very simple and minor, or seems minor. The only place that you can go today and not be accused of being insensitive is the grocery store. That's it. <laughs> think the, about it. And the Democrats, including de Blasio, are coming out now saying that the federal government needs to take control of the grocery stores and take well, control of the chain. entire supply chain. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know. They, they control health care. Imagine if they control your supply of food and your health care. You know, uh, Warren Buffett, I believe in December, he moved his stocks out of Apple and bought Biogen and uh, Kroger. Okay. So. Interesting. Okay. What I'm trying to tell you is people are scared because they're entering into like the, you know, remember the old, I mean, when I grew up in a village, there was a shaman guy, right? He wore all this stuff and everyone would be so scared because they didn't know the unknown, right? Yeah. That's what Fauci is. You think he's a shaman? What I'm trying to tell you, because the average American doesn't understand the immune system, Chuck, they think, oh yeah, yes. HIV causes AIDS. That's a, that's a thing. Oh my God, the virus kills me. This is like the shaman, okay? Who How had, should we be thinking? You know, I, I understand everything you're saying. Yeah. I really do and I appreciate it. But how should our mindset be? Where should it be really with where we are today as individuals? How should we be regarding this? I think I think we should. Epidemic, epidemic, national crisis. Okay, so I what I think we should do is say, I'm a human being. I'm talking I, about individuals. Yes, me. let's take you, okay? What What is you want? You want to survive? You want great health. You want to protect your health, right? That's the number one goal. Let's start with that. Well, how do you protect your health? Let's assume the immune system is one of the most powerful systems you want to protect, okay? Which you should be protecting whether coronavirus or not. Forget coronavirus. You should be taking right. care of your immune system throughout the entire process of life, from beginning to, to however long you can win. So Live. your emphasis is on the immune system. It is. It's always should be. All traditional cultures, all medicines, always focus on the immune system. You took care of your gut bacteria, right? You did wash your hands. Look at traditional cultures. You ate a meal. Before the meal, you washed your hands. After the meal, you washed your hands. You did namaste, for example, in India. You didn't shake hands. These were all embedded into these cultural mores because they knew people passed viruses and infections, and it was built into culture. So that's where this came from? Well, yeah. I mean, where do you... I didn't know that. All the I thought it was like a... Well, look, Chuck, many of the Indian traditions, they were branded as religious, but they actually yeah. had very particular social origins. The cow was made sacred in the villages. You know why? 
because a cow is an amazing sustainable machine. In India, in the villages, you eat on a banana leaf. You give the cow the banana leaf. It eats it. It produces yogurt. It produces milk. It produces many other byproducts, including its manure, which you use back in the fields. You use the cow for everything. Every home had a cow. The cow was like a refrigerator, man. It was like your. So it was not that the cow. They made the cow sacred in order to pre preserve it, right? They killed it. They're going to be. The cow produced everything. It was the source of fertilizer. That it was. Makes, that actually makes. Very much and more all, sense all these people it. want to talk. I'd say put a cow in every home in America. It, it was an amazing, sustainable... And what I mean is, so then I believe the priesthood made it, okay, the king, okay, we don't want people killing cows, let's call it the sacred cow, okay? Yeah. A lot of Hindus may not like me, because it's, but that's what it was. There are many of these practices which came after thousands of years of sort of, you know, coming to a homeostasis. Oh, these are the things that we do to have a balanced society, okay? Well, let me ask you something. I, this is a little bit off subject, but kind of the same. Uh... Mm -hmm. What do you call it when you have a bris in the Jewish faith? Oh, oh. What? Circumcision, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You circumcise. So back in the ancient days, if uh, if they had wrestling in Greece and all the wrestlers were out there, they were all naked. They knew who the Jews were because they were the guys who were circumcised. I say. So they immediately could identify who a Jewish person was. There was a purpose behind that that far exceeded, from what I understand, I'm not a scientist, that exceeded just a religious thing. It was there was a certain form of cancer. I think they proved that was in the sheath of the penis that lived there and could, you know, it was it was very very harmful. I say, I say, interesting. And by and by circumcision, you were taken out of that group. It wasn't, you know, you you'd never be affected by it. But now. I know that sounds a little. No, 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 no. I, I think many. I of these, heard that years ago, and I always wondered if it was true. And you obviously don't know. Well, I think many of these traditional, many of these traditional things um, came from a practice. That's what culture is, right? Culture is passing on knowledge. You know, in India, we make curry. Well, curry is essentially seven different herbs. It's anti-inflammatory. It's anti-cancerous. It was just included as a part of the diet. No one even thinks about it anymore. I thought it was just made to cover the taste of goat. I had no idea that it had all this. <laughs> and that, and what, and, and it also was antiviral, <laughs> part of, etc. Uh, okay. So I think the question, coming back to what you asked, I think the answer is: this is an opportunity. If people are serious, if they truly want to take their fear and help yeah. themselves, say, okay, how do I take care of my immune health? While you're sitting there all alone, you know, quarantine, start thinking about how you're going to take care of it. If you're serious about this, or do you want the state? To tell Absolutely. you do this, no, that's this a great opportunity. Go read, go watch videos, go figure out how do you take care of your immune health. And if you have elderly people as they well, age, we have you here. How do you take care of your immune? Well, health? Well, the, the number one way you take care of, I mean, these there's many things, but I can tell you the first thing is to understand that if you have a high sugar diet, let's start with that. Okay, okay. all these sugary foods, your body will create candida, which will create gliotoxins. And your body uses those toxins to shut down the two most important elements of your immune system, the innate immune system, macrophages, and T-cells. I mean, this is just one example. I thought you were going to tell me to take a massive dose of vitamin A or something like no, that. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, what do we avoid? Okay, right. high sugar diets. What do you a do take? A ketogenic diet, a ketogenic diet right now, Chuck, is shown to increase your immune system by like 38% which is basically cutting out all of the crap, cutting out all the white sugar, the white flowers, the white potatoes, cutting the white food and cutting 
the, and, the, the high glycemic carbs out of your so, diet. So, so Mark, one of the things with sometimes away, um, this is just, this is sort of my slight take on this, is one of the things that happens in America because we're still a new culture, we try to come up with a reductionist solution. Do ketogenic, okay? It, it does have that effect, but it's not sustainable for a lot of people. Agreed. So, so what many of these traditional cultures figured out, if you're going to eat sugar, if you look at many of the Indian, they'll add cardamom or cloves. You know why? Because they have an antiviral effect. So what I'm saying is, peep, it's not anything is bad or good. It's how you combine stuff, okay, to support your body. There's nothing that's bad or good in life. It's the 